Gale force winds blew in from Bellingham Bay, funneling rain between the darkened lecture hall buildings like a raging river. Red Square in the middle of campus should have been deserted at this time of night. A lone student dashed under the covered walkway of Haggard Hall and slipped off a heavy backpack. It hit the bricks with a splatter. In the shadows behind her, a dark figure watched her movements with interest. He didn't bother stepping deeper into the doorway. The darkness rendered him invisible to humans. Alfonso Serrano sniffed the air and let his pupils dilate with hunger. Don't they tell students, especially the female ones, not to walk alone at night? Fortunately, there were always a few who didn't follow directions. Breathing hard, the student brushed off her rain-sodden hood and swiped her nose with the back of her hand. Alfonso moved a step closer and reached for her, but when she grabbed his cell phone from her pocket, he hesitated and dropped his outstretched arm. If she made a call, he'd wait. If she texted, he'd continue. She brought the phone to her ear, and he retreated into the seldom-used doorway, careful not to disturb the waterlogged pile of leaves in the corner. Stuffing his hands deep in his pockets, he clenched them into fists to stop the tremors. Her call had better be quick. Otherwise, he was likely to drain her dry when he struck. Four weeks between feedings was way too long. She yelled into the phone, and he bristled at her harsh tone. Fighting the urge to plug his ears, he rethought his decision to wait. He didn't know how long he could listen to this. As she carried on her heated conversation, a blast of wind swirled around him, blowing his chin-length hair into his eyes. He pulled out a knit skullcap, stretched it over his head, and tucked the hair beneath it. But when the damp wind changed direction, it brought with it an odd smell. A sickeningly sweet odor, like that of rotting meat. And he froze. Dark bloods. He scanned the darkness and unzipped his coat with quiet precision. From a leather sheath strapped to his chest, he eased out two silver kunai and held them by their rope-twined grips. The custom-made weapons, small but deadly, were designed to be thrown. They fit perfectly in his hands, like the contours of a lover. What were Darkbloods doing in Bellingham? The Alliance didn't normally set up cells in small northern towns like this. There weren't enough people, and given the low ultraviolet index, the residual energy level in the indigenous population was too low to make it worth their trouble. Christ, that was why he'd moved here, to be far away from them. Staying in the shadows, Alfonso crept to the next doorway, trying to pinpoint their location. The scent came from the far side of the square, but he didn't have a visual yet. It shouldn't have surprised him they were here. Logic said they'd move in eventually. Expanding the DB power base among law-abiding vampires was one of the Alliance's primary objectives. However, it wasn't as if Bellingham was a hotbed of activity. Of the vampires who lived in the region, most were concentrated near Seattle and Vancouver, not in small college towns. And then another possibility dawned on him. The smell might not be from an ordinary dark blood. It could be his blood assassin. A glacial calm filled his veins 
as he fingered the handles of the identical knives and looked out into the night again. Puddles of standing water rippled in the howling wind, reflecting the light of the street lamps scattered around the drained fountain. A paper coffee cup tumbled toward him and lodged behind his heavy work boots. What a fool he'd been to think he was out of the Alliance's reach. You couldn't do what he did and expect to get away with it. But Jesus, he thought he'd been so careful moving to this remote town. The sound of the girl's voice drew his attention once more. Listen, Ryan, I'm not putting up with this bullshit much longer. Either you tell her or I will. Oblivious to the fact that she was surrounded by those with deadly intentions, she stepped away from the leading edge of the rain and slumped against the building. She popped a piece of gum into her mouth and let the wind carry away the wrapper. Could she be the target? Not him? Her blood type was relatively uncommon in this part of the country, he reasoned. He'd covered his tracks well, and it wasn't as if this was a planned visit to the campus anyway. No one knew he was here. Movement in the overhang of Old Main on the other side of Red Square caught his eye. Two figures, darker than the shadows, hugged the ivy-covered brick. Like marionettes on the same wire, their arms and legs moved in unison. To a casual observer, they looked like well-coordinated goths, but to a fellow vampire, they were remorseless killers who profited from the death of humans. Alfonso relaxed. Blood assassins worked alone. They must be after the girl.'